Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today I have on the show an SLPA, a traveling SLPA, who now is actually entering into the world of grad school for speech-language pathology. And wait till you hear her journey. You're going to be so inspired. Not only that, while she was working as a traveling SLPA, she wrote a children's book and then wrote another one and wrote another one. You're going to be so incredibly inspired by her passion for the field. And not only that, her YouTube channel has like thousands and thousands of followers. And when you go check it out, you're going to be hooked and watching all of them as well as you learn about her journey through work as an SLPA traveling and her journey into applying to grad school and self-publishing her own various children's books. On the show today, I have Jaya Washington, from New Jersey, and she has written the Jaden and Jada series. And wait till you hear all about the series, her inspiration for the books. Let's get on to the show. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech language pathologist who is in the trenches working full time in a public school in New York. I'm the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's coffee talk. Welcome to the show, Jaya. Hello. So tell everyone a little bit about you, your journey into SLIPA to grad school for speech pathology into, you know, authorship. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so um, my name is Jaya Washington. I graduated college in 2016 with my bachelor's in speech language pathology. And then about six months after graduation, I got my first contracted job to work as an SLPA um, with my contracting agency. And to this day, I've been with them about three years and I've traveled to three different states all throughout the U.S. um, working as SLPA in the public schools. 
And 2018 um, was when I first published, when I first, when I self-published my first children's book, I definitely just wanted to bring something different. I wanted to include characters that looked like me in the book. I wanted to just have a positive message. And from there, that's how I created Jada and Jaden. So definitely just using the inspiration from my field of working in speech therapy and just, yeah, just kind of using my creativity. It's a fun, rhythmic story. And just recently, um, like I always say, May 18th, 2020 National Speech Pathology Day is when I got my first acceptance letter into going into graduate school for speech pathology. So that was like a big journey for me because it just took me years to get in. So just during this time, I would say that four-year gap of going from undergrad to graduate school was just a time for me, like I said, to travel, gain experience in my field, and to just work on something that I always wanted to do. That's awesome. Which states did you travel to? So my first contract was in Washington State. So that was very interesting for me because I had never been to Washington before. I had only been to the West Coast once. So it was just a very different climate being like, I'm from Jersey, grew up born and raised here. So that was different. And then after Washington, I moved to Massachusetts where I was like, 40 minutes outside of Boston. And then most recently I was in Maryland, but then I, that contract got cut short because of like once the um, virus stuff started happening. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, I was like, I know you're back home. So you clearly, clearly didn't get stuck anywhere. <laughs> no. So um, that's kind of one of the cons about being a contractor because you don't have that stability as working directly for the schools. So once like the students had to go home, they were like, well, we're not paying the contractors. And then even as the SLPA, they don't really do a lot of teletherapy. So I know most SLPs right now are doing teletherapy, but for assistance, it's a little bit harder in certain states. Yeah, I know there's certain requirements and some states are allowing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not familiar because New York doesn't New York, even have doesn't New even York have it. New Jersey don't even have SLPAs. I hope one day they do get them because I know it's just so much for SLPs. Like I've worked under people that have had a caseload of over 50 kids. So it is a lot. Yeah, because I was wondering when I heard you were an SLPA, I'm like, I didn't think New Jersey had SLPAs. And I was like, no, that was kind of my struggle. So when I first graduated, I didn't get into grad school and I had applied to three and I just got denied from all three of them. So I didn't have a backup plan. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go home because I went to college in South Carolina. That was kind of my struggle, which was which kind of brought me into the world of ABA therapy and behavior therapy. And I'm like, all right, I love this. This is similar to speech. I can work with kids, be creative. And then I was just kind of like, oh, I really need to get back in my field. So that's when I, you know, like everyone does go on Indeed or LinkedIn <laughs> to find jobs. And when I noticed all the SLPA jobs, all of them were like in other states or through contracting agents. So I was just like, you know what? I'm a young single person, don't have any kids, no husband, why not? And the next thing you know, I'm living across the country all alone. So that's awesome. But that's awesome because it totally made your journey to where you are now. And yes, it definitely yeah. helped me. A lot of people, um, when they saw that I was living up there, they're like, How are you doing that? Like, do you know anyone? I'm like, No, I don't. But you know what? Like, I guess I'm the person where I don't have fear. So it's like I can't just live in this bubble of like, oh my God, I never want to experience that. Or I'm scared. So my parents were just like, go for it. Like motivating and helpful with that. That's awesome. What was your biggest challenge as a SLPA and traveling away from home and things like that? I would say definitely just being in a new environment that you just don't know anything about. So you're also, not only are you, it was my first job. So like anybody 
that's in their first job in their field after college, it's nerve wracking because it's like your undergraduate program, they prepare you. But then it's like once it's actually in front of you and they're like, OK, now you need to create all these therapy activities and you need to do progress summaries. You're like, OK, let me just remember everything I learned. in school. <laughs> but it was just a little I'm not it was very overwhelming. And then on top of that, like just being in a new environment, being somewhere with people you don't know. So I would probably FaceTime my mom and dad and sisters like three, four times a day. So it was a, I think it was just the whole experience as a whole was just very like, oh, I would so do it again. <laughs> what was your best like memory from that whole experience? I'm an explorer. I love traveling. So just seeing a different side of the country and just like, like, I think that was just the most fun to me. And then it also just kind of helped me realize like, no matter how much I like sometimes wanted to go back home, I loved my job. And I think that's what kind of opened it to my eyes. Like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. When they say like, do something that you would pretty much do for free and I was like I loved the kids I loved the school that I worked with the teachers were very like when they found out like oh you're the new SLPA from New Jersey like they were all like welcoming and I just loved that like the school setting and like I said I've been in the school setting for three years so I just like it so that's where you first see yourself you know once you're done with grad school ending up in the school setting um, in the school setting or just anything working with children, like I know I have a lot of friends that work in like private practice or like just different clinics. So I would definitely say I like I think I like the age group a lot. Do you have like a favorite lesson that you did like over your few years, or, like with a fa- like a student, like anything that like <laughs> comes to mind? I am a very just a hands on person. So I've literally have made a complete board game from scratch like literally drew out the squares on poster board I did um oh this is actually on my YouTube I did a (laughs) game and the janitor actually like did a joke he's like are you playing beer pong with your students because I literally had like um a ping pong ball and they um, would throw the ball in the cup and then they would have to say the word of the arctic sound that they're working on so I'm just like the type of person just give me some blocks or cups and next you know we're playing a board game but we're working on those arctic sounds like I promise you they're working on they're working on their goals and they look like they're having fun but they're getting work done that's awesome. That's awesome that the janitor thought you were playing beer pong. You're like, yes, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it was, it was the same concept. They were throwing a ball into cups. So I can I could see where he was going, but this was with my first graders. So <laughs> and, so were the, <laughs> were the cu- and were the cups empty? Yes. And then you're fine. <laughs> then you're fine. How many people like apple juice or something inside? I'm like, eh. yes. <laughs> they were empty. I got, I'm actually, I got to send you that. I got to, I'm going to send you the screenshot of that. On my YouTube. You're yes, gonna see I'm going to put it in the show notes, guys. So not to worry, because everyone's probably <laughs> wondering what it looked like. <laughs> but the children probably benefited so much from moving around that, that movement break. And that, like, if you were yes. into it, like, they were going to be into it. And I learned it because um, when I was in Massachusetts, I had a very heavy, the the school that I worked at, they had an autism preschool. So I had a lot of nonverbal kids or just a lot of behaviors to where I can't, and I'm a craft person. Like I would sit and be like, all right, we're going to do this craft from Teachers Pay Teachers or something that I just found on Pinterest. And then they're like throwing scissors on the floor. And they're like, I'm like, all right, clearly these kids don't want to cut and glue and do this. And then that's kind of what sparked where I was like, all right, Jam, put on your thinking cap. It's time to get creative because this is not working. And I think that's something that I really learned in that field of speech pathology is that we don't have a curriculum book in front of us. We don't have a textbook. So we have to be able to think on our feet and just improvise when it's like, all right, this kid is on the floor screaming, kicking and crying and whatever I'm doing is clearly not working. And you have to just tell yourself that and do your research. 
what is going to work best with this child. And you're going to be 10 steps ahead for your grad program. Like, oh, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm kind of happy about, especially with working in the field, because it's like, I was never the person that was like, oh, let's take a gap year or take a break. And I feel like everything just happens for a reason. Because that's something so many grad students pick up halfway through their program or halfway through a semester and you, you're going in with that knowledge. So like, that's great. So anyone listening, yeah. like oh, any new grads? Experience. Or, <laughs> experience. Don't be afraid to get to gain experience in the field. Like, I think a lot of people, I posted that on YouTube, a lot of people are commenting like, oh my God, like this is so inspiring because I know how that feels to get rejected. Like, what should I do? And I'm always like, go do SLPA, especially these contracting agencies. They will find you a job. You tell them you want a job, they'll find you a job the next day. <laughs> so there's, there's places that need people. So you can be that person. Such a needed field. And that's what I love about it. And they say just over the years, it's just going to be in more demand. So what other top favorite tip would you recommend for someone who is an SLPA or wants to be an SLPA? What what is one tip or suggestion guidance? I would definitely say going, if you do have a hard time trying to find a job, I would definitely say like just going the contracting route because just don't be afraid if they say like, if you are like me, if you're in like on the East Coast and they say, hey, we have jobs in California, Arizona, like don't be afraid. I know it may sound scary because you're unfamiliar with those places, but just the experience is so well worth it that don't be afraid to travel and go for it because you're going to learn so much about the field and it's just going to prepare you for graduate school. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And I'm sure your application probably showed it that you are so passionate. That was literally like after I was applying and then I was like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. Like, what should I talk about? And on my last graduate school essay, I shared my story of like of me being rejected, of me traveling, of me taking the GRE again. I think it's that I think that's the one thing, like someone asked me, like, okay, what do you think was different this time than when you applied all the other times? And I said, that. I was like, I think it's because I finally told them my story and like, just told them the truth. Like, hey, I've been doing this for years and not giving up. Like, this is my example of perseverance. So I think just sharing your story and what makes you unique is also going to look good on graduate school applications because I clearly saw a difference <laughs> once I did that. So true. So true. And that's the same with even like, even applying for jobs, like you just keep, mm-hmm. keep getting the experience, keep getting the experience. I mean, depending on what area you're living in, some areas, there might be more opportunities than others. Like in New York, there's like no jobs for speech. So it's like, just really? keep trying. Yeah. Depending on where in New York, but like, there's not as many, <laughs> not as many depending. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like my, I want to, I'm telling my, telling my um, boyfriend the other day, I was like, I really want to move to New York. Cause I go to New York so much being in Jersey. And I just like, I just love like the city. Like, I'm a suburbs girl, so I'm, like, looking. <laughs> there are jobs, like, whether you want to go to uh, charter or public or private or, or a contract. Like, there's so many different options. It's a matter of being, like, open to other different options and putting yourself yeah. and, and just keep trying and putting yourself out there. But yeah. I mean, it's been over 10 years since I've, I've applied for a job in New York, but oh. <laughs> so, so I don't really know. But I just know when, when I was looking, it was tough. But again, just keep on trying. That's awesome. So I want to go go back around to the book. So how many, it's what, two or three now? I have two books. So I have a third one coming out. It should be out by July. So share for everyone, what are the three, well, the two published titles and the third one coming out? 
Okay, so my first book is Jaden, Jaden, The Great Big Messy Room. And then I have Jaden, Jaden, The Bumpy Bike Ride. And then the third one coming out next month is Jaden and Jaden, The Stinky Smelly Day. That is awesome. And what inspired each one? I'm curious. What like what story or what inspired each one? Definitely my nephew because he doesn't <laughs> like to listen to his mom and dad. The moral of each book is teaching you the the importance of listening to your parents. The first one, um, The Great Big Messy Room, was just about cleaning your room and like stepping on toys and silly things that happen to them. And then um, I see like kids all the time outside riding their bikes. I've seen him fall off his bike. So that one's about safety and wearing your helmet. And then this one is just about hygiene, like he has to kind of say, all right, you got to take a bath. Like, all right, don't forget to wash your hands. And then and even just working out of school, I have kids that forget to wash their hands, forget. And then like, we have all this stuff going on right now. So I was like, all right, we should talk about this so that people know that this is, especially the little kids know that this is what you have to do every day. Brilliant. I love it. And there's so many speech goals that you can work on. You work on sequencing, like the steps, problem solving, like social skills, you know, what you should say to your mom, what you should not say to your mom. Yes. <laughs> what would you say to that person falling off their bike? I love it. I love the fact that you can, that it's appropriate for like a parent at home reading to their child or teacher or speech therapist, anyone. I love it. Thank you. No, it's really, really cool. So tell a little bit about your, like, I'm sure people are asking, and I know you have a YouTube video on it, but the top questions that you get regarding publishing your own book. Oh, I get so many <laughs> questions. Okay, so with the self-publishing, I get asked, the general question is like, how did you do it? What company did you use? What printing agency did you use? I get asked, how did I find an illustrator? How much did I um, pay my illustrator? Just, oh my gosh, like what inspired you? How did you put the book together? How much did it cost? I just get asked so many different questions. Like a lot of people ask a lot of illustrating mm-hmm. questions. So that one's like, I'm like, I'm not the illustrator, but I try to answer as best as I can. So do you so, know personally the illustrator? Funny story. I do. <laughs> okay. So honestly, I met, okay. I got connected with her through a mutual friend that I was visiting. I have a girlfriend in Connecticut and I visit her a lot. And I just was telling her about it one day. I was like, I really, I have a book, but I just don't have an artist. I don't know anyone. Like I would try to reach out to people and I wouldn't get a response. And I hear that a lot when people tell me they're looking for an illustrator. And I was like, listen, I went to the same thing. And she just told me like, we're both in sorority. So she's like, well, my sorority sister, she, she's an artist. Like you should ask her. So I just reached out to her on social media and I said, Hey, my friend recommended you. And she was like, Oh yeah, I'll do it. And she had never illustrated a children's book before, but she had like done logos and like different illustrations for other things. So we just connected. So honestly, I can't even say like, I know her personally, but like we connected over the years because of we work together. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then did you learn the publishing side? Like via like YouTube videos and things like that? So I have a brother. My brother had already, he was also like a big help as far as just getting the, giving me the resource to the company that I use. As far as just like children's books, no. Like he has adult, like he has journals and stuff that he's written and he's a pastor. So he has a lot of like Christian based books. So like completely different field than what I do. But he was like, all right, this is the company I use. So that kind of helped me. And then, like I said, my illustrator, she was also a big help because she, it was her first project, but she also was able to like kind of look up how to format it, mm. the sizing and things like that. So she was a big help. And then I, as far as everything else, like I've just been kind of learning on my way. Like people ask like, how do I promote? I was like, I just do a lot of research. I post a lot on social media. I've done vendor events where I'm like sitting at like trade shows and flea markets selling my books. So like, I've honestly just been learning along the way so much stuff. 
That's awesome. That's one thing I haven't done for my book, like any like trade shows or anything like that. I tried doing one and it was like right before like COVID happened and it was like, uh, and I was like, uh, I don't think this is going to happen. Um. <laughs> that was like my, in 2019, that was my, literally my family saw like, and I post that a lot too, like every weekend I was setting up a table at different events. It was hair shows, anything that I just saw in Eventbrite and they're like, hey, we're looking for vendors. And I wasn't even like now I can say I focus a lot on social media marketing, mm-hmm. but at first I did not like I would post and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Someone bought my book. And it was like, it wasn't even like I was intentionally like, I would just post like, Hey, buy my book. And we see like results from it. But now I'm like, all right, I need a strategy. Like I really have like a goal set that I, a goal mindset that I have now. So it's definitely me in 2018 when I first started selling and me selling now is just like so different. That's awesome. But that's awesome. And I love it. Like you've built that YouTube channel. So, and that also like when you're browsing your YouTube channel, you see things about your book. So like, there you yes. go. <laughs> and that's my like advice to someone. Um, just put it on, like, if you have something out there, like social media is just so powerful. Like we see, like they said, it's something almost like, I don't even know, like millions, almost like a billion people on Facebook, on Instagram, like it's just like once you learn how to just really use, like, utilize all those people that are scrolling, it opens up your eyes. Like, oh wow! Like, oh yeah, you never know who will see it, who will share it, who will what hashtag will be discovered or whatnot. So all of that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, like that's awesome. That's really cool. I, I had no idea that like you actually knew the illustrator. <laughs> And then, and then like yeah, and like I said, it was it was so I tell a story because it was so random. Like it was just kind of like a conversation that just sparked, and then I just like, all right, well, let me follow through with that. Thank you for sharing that with me. So I don't like I tell people like like go to I'm a big like supporter of just small businesses, freelancers. Like I was doing a, another radio show with someone, and the girl said I I had an illustrator that said she was going to charge me three four thousand dollars, and I still paid her because I love to work, and I'm like, oh, that is a lot money mm-hmm. but I think it's just like um when you find someone that you really like I feel like you will pay them that price mm-hmm. uh, of course like I said this was a girl that just kind of was like a freelancer so she wasn't charging extreme like she was also fresh out of college and she was just like all right I'll do it so um don't be afraid to use like local artists or small businesses because there's so much talent out there that's so true. And being not being afraid to mention it to your circle because you'll never know who knows someone. That's yes, awesome that this is like someone, worked out. There's always someone that knows somebody. Because I, I didn't have anyone in my circle or I was afraid to mention it. And so I did not know how much to spend or who to even go with. So I went through an agency to pair me and I was like, I don't know how much I'm supposed to char- like pay. And like, yeah. there's so many unknowns. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And that like, that's, Oh, I guess I can share that on the show. Like that is yeah. another um, project that I'm working on because just with the YouTube videos and like once it had reached over 10,000 views and I saw like hundreds of comments, I was like, you know what? I need to help people. So I also have another book coming out, which is called time to finish that book. And that's going to just go into in-depth details of, like you said, like finding an illustrator, pricing your book, selling your book on your own, um, just going through the steps of self-publishing. Because I really like my goal, like, is to just like, once I learn something, I want to spread that knowledge with someone else. And that's just how I am. Like, I want to help as many people as I can. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I wish I had you, like, a year and a half ago or two years ago, whenever I started <laughs> writing my book. <laughs> Listen, I wish I had so many. I've like, and I've been there. Like I've done events 
where I've paid like $200 and it's been like 10 people there. So like I've been there where it's been like I've lost money. I've been there where I've been at my highest and have been in an event where I've sold 50, 60 books. Like it's just like once you have someone that's already gone through it and has gone through the struggles, has seen like the good and the bad, it's so good to hear what they've gone through to help you in the future. I love it. I can't wait to see it when it comes out. That's going to be very, awesome. very soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> you send me a DM and I, I will <laughs> definitely let the, the world know also as much as I can. Because I, I think it's so many people, especially so many speech language pathologists, since we work with children and we like using books, we all have this like mm-hmm. bucket list, you know, thing to write a book. And we always have that dream and everyone's just stuck on where to even start. So like having yes, that inspiration. That's, That's where awesome. I have the title for and time to finish. I get that so many times where people are like, oh, I started on a book, but, and I'm like, look, we're stuck in the house. What better time <laughs> than now to start and finish? Like, and I know we get bored. I know we get distracted, but it's like, just go for it. Sit down and go for it. And it will just flow. It will happen. Love it. Maybe I should start that second <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I've, I've made the commitment to having a series. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have Jaden and Jaden this and this and this. And I have a goal that I want to re- um, release at least about 10 Jada and Jaden books. So that's, that's why awesome. I, I kind of just have to keep going. Like I can't, do like, I don't want to just be one book and then a book about something else. Like I want to keep that um, <laughs> time. And then it's also because my books are rhyming books. <laughs> so that also takes a little bit of time and then because I have to like get the rhymes together, make it make sense. So, so true. I, I was okay with being a one hit wonder, but <laughs> I also yeah. named my book. I named my book after my daughter and everyone keeps telling me. So my book is Ella Bella just can't tell you. And everyone's oh. telling everyone's telling me I need to do a book about my second daughter because eventually she's going to have a complex that like, why does one... Why does my oh. sister have a book about me? <laughs> no. Yeah, I tried to see that. I was like, you yeah, should do one or I second. And that's the thing. Like, I just like, I don't have any kids, but I just love the reaction when parents, like um, a lot of on my Jada and Jada Instagram, I have like so many pictures of kids. And when they like parents send me videos and pictures, I'm just like, okay, I'm living through you guys since I'm not a parent yet. <laughs> I love it. It is the best feeling in the world and seeing your work lighting up children yes, all over. that's awesome it is, it is su- such a good feeling such a good feeling all right well this was awesome can anyone wanting to know more about you where to find you where can they learn more about you and your awesomeness <laughs> oh thank you oh, I, gotta, I love this so um, <laughs> my website is jada and jaden series.com so um, I probably should spell that out. <laughs> I'll, be in, I'll be in the show notes. Okay, the next so, okay, so we should do that. And then um, you can also follow me on my business page, which is Jada, Jada, Jaden series. And then my YouTube is That's So Jaya. So on my YouTube, I talk about my, um, I have some SLPA vlogs on there. Where I actually brought my camera to school. I have some sit down videos where I go over how I publish my book. So definitely check that out. I love your YouTube channel. It's like such positive energy and like so helpful for so many different areas. And I'm like looking at like what, 12,000 views here, like thousands of subscribers, like killing it, killing it. So so it's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. And I can't wait to see the third episode book and your book about finishing the book and all yeah, your- it's definitely a guide like I have some like pages in there for people to write I definitely it's definitely going to be a helpful how-to guide and I know your YouTube channel is going to be awesome as you ex- 
go through grad school. I know it's gonna be awesome. You sharing like the, your journey. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so ready. I'm telling you, but I'm like, I'm so ready for the grad school vlogs. Like I've been waiting for this moment for four years. So I'm like so ready. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So there you have it. Another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another week. I hope you found this episode fun, inspiring, motivating. I mean, Jaya's energy is just contagious, right? It really reminds you of why you went into the field and how motivated and inspired you were when you first started, right? Sometimes we need that reminder of why we got into the field in the first place. And if you're interested in considering writing a children's book in your future, get excited for Jaya's book coming out, The Guide. It's going to be awesome. And I will be uh, sharing it out on my social media when it comes out because I know I get so many questions as well about self-publishing a book. So like always, I'm going to have a joke of the week. And since it's like back to school season, why not do a school joke, right? Why did the teacher write on the window to make the lesson very clear. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys next week on another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Stay out of trouble. Are you tired of spending hours prepping and planning and not feeling totally confident after all of that? Make sure you check out my free webinar, How to Plan with Ease and Confidence Without Burning Yourself Out. Check it out today at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefund.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.